Hello, everyone, and welcome to Going Well Hunting. This is a Hunter Hunter, and this week a uh, Q crossover uh, rewatch and recap podcast. I'm your host, Sky. My pronouns are they, them. God damn, do I love sports anime. I'm <laughs> Devin. Uh, my pronouns are he. Hey, I'm Keith. My pronouns are also they, them, and my status of being awake and coherent is no. Um, same. Well, it's fine, because we have a guest this week. Do you want to say hi, boo? Because you've been chatty lately. Mm-hmm. No, you don't want to say anything now? Okay. Yeah. I guess we, she's shy. We will probably have a co-star today. I don't know what's up with her, but she's noisy. She's probably mad that it's not yet dinner time. But yeah, we're having a we're having a sleepy, a sleepy day today, I think. So we got a lot to talk about and a lot of fun stuff to cover. I'm feeling that half awake, punchy, unhinged energy. I'm, mm. I'm in the, I'm in the perfect podcast mindset. I'm gonna say some weird shit this episode. Just wonderful. Just that ahead of time. <laughs> That's wonderful because we have one episode of dodgeball and another episode of tag. So mm. this is a real weird one mm. this week. That's true. You guys want to get right into it? Yeah, yeah. So um, this is um, our the the beginning of what looks like our third full episode of dodgeball it doesn't go the whole episode but you it know my heart. it is it is the third episode in a row that's just yep this volleyball game is um it's going um and Gona's really really excited to see razor's full power and um because you know he's insane and yeah you remember <laughs> razor's uh 13 wonderful friends who we all love and know mm-hmm. razor says i'm done with you guys yeah and he draws their vibes back into his body yeah and Suzgara says, oh, damn, he's powering up. He's going full power to kill a child. Yeah, and he says, you fools, you haven't even seen my final form yet. Um, and he starts he starts rearing up, and Gon is obviously not going to dodge. He's looking directly yeah. at it. Gon says, do something that would prevent harm to my body, like dodging. I can't even conceive of that. Gon does not put the dodge in dodgeball. We all know yeah. Gon is gay because he refuses to dodge. <laughs> As someone who has played video games and who is gay, I will never learn dodge timings and neither will Gon. <laughs> sure. You simply take the hit and hit harder. That is how you play video games. Yeah, iframes are fake. That's that's mm-hmm. that's made up. I think that one furry gamer is doing pretty well. I don't know who you're talking about. Sonic Fox. One furry gamer. Yeah, oh, Sonic okay. Fox. I was just like, there are lots of furries and there are lots of gamers who are probably both. I don't. Well, know. I don't know a lot about gamers. Yeah, so. Sonic Fox is like the one furry gamer that yeah. people would probably know about. They I, are, are, are good at it from what I hear. Hello? You still there? Why does Skype just turn off? <laughs> We're experiencing technical difficulties today also, so... Yeah, the, the computer is also sleepy. Yeah, the computer said, um, I think you guys are getting a little too gay over there. <laughs> um, I haven't yet begun to mention all about Razor, so I'm not gay yet. Mm, you're so right. Well, this next scene is uh, Razor being horny for volleyball, so... And there he is. He's my favorite <laughs> character again. I'm not going to lie. All I wrote down is that he's horny. I remember him saying something about like the thrill of battle or something as he prepares to face going head on. But Oh, he just really wants to kill a child. Yeah. He's so excited. It's mm-hmm. part of his backstory. <laughs> I love that it is. <laughs> uh-huh. So Razor gears up. They're like, what's Razor going to do? What's he going to attack with? He can't throw a ball. They'll definitely like catch it or dodge it or whatever. It's fine. And then Razor's like, not if I do this. 
and he throws the ball nicely up and they're like, hey, what's he doing? And then he just does like a volleyball spike. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking ready for this volleyball spike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he does. Yeah. Says Guerra says he's doing a jump surf like from Haikyuu. <laughs> he says minus tempo quick. <laughs> he says with this timing in this position. <laughs> You'll eventually get there in Haikyuu. I'll force you to get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I just does- like when they go fight on or whatever they say on the sides. Don't mind? Sure. Nice kill? Nice kill. That's one that I like. Um, yeah, so everyone on the sideline is saying nice kill as mm-hmm. he goes to kill a child. And Suzuguero yeah, is like... So- someone, yeah, someone says nice kill and Killua says thanks. <laughs> Killua says, no problem, buddy. Killua says, I am pretty nice, actually. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I could have killed the shit out of all of you. And the fact that I haven't, so kind. You guys are very lucky. I haven't gone sicko mode yet. That's exactly right. So he does this sick-ass spike. Mm-hmm. I'm popping off huge. I'm, I'm just going off. Yeah. And th- we cut over to... They're like, oh, how will Gon and the others handle this? They cut over to Gon, Kilua, and Hisaka have formed a horse. <laughs> they they have, sure have. They have merged into one singular fucking unit mm-hmm. to catch one singular damn ball. They sure have. Yeah, Hisaka's at the back and he's like getting ready to use his uh, his little bungee gum fun fat fun fun thing. And then uh Kilo was in the middle and he's like kind of bracing it so that they won't, you know, mess up all on the impact. And Gone is just so ready, so ready to catch it. Um and we kind of like I mean, they caught it like that, that's and it's a big thing. And says, whereas well, like spoilers, well, look at look, well, I mean, that happened Well, spoilers, but it happened already. And uh, <laughs> well, spoilers for the past. I don't know. Says Guerra's over on the side and he's like, you know what? Kilo is the strongest man out there. And I'm like, thank you. But continue. And he does. Um, and he elaborates on like how Kilo is using perfect balance between like defense and offense being on like the middle there, making sure that they, he doesn't overpower either Hisaka or Gon's like efforts from the front and the back. He co- he goes into it a whole lot. And I, you know, yeah, he talks about how if he had braced his feet too much, then there wouldn't have been enough room to slide and brace the hit. And they would have, he would have snapped his legs like twigs and they would have all died instantly as the ball put a hole through their bodies. And he says like, if he would have shared his aura enough throughout his whole body, then they would have just flown off into the wall and all been out instantly. Margin of error of 1%. And my boy Kilua, he did it. With no hands. That's exactly right. And Bisky said, damn, I wasn't that good until I was like 20. That kid's kind of scary. Yeah, Bisky's feeling regular about this whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Super regular and normal. We have experienced multiple technical difficulties this episode. So sorry to everybody if there's a quality shift or anything like that. But um, we're just going to pick up where we were. Um, yeah, Skype kind of died on us. It's fine. Yeah, Skype's, <laughs> Skype said, are you sure you want to um, do a do a Hunter Hunter podcast right now? Big Skype is anti-Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking Clippy came in and assassinated our call. That's they were the one. It was so rude. 
Um, but yeah, we were basically talking about he was saving the day. He was racing. Um, he was doing a really, really good job. Um, he kind of was there. He did bungee gum or whatever. Um, and gum caught the ball. So that was great. And, um, then, so they have the ball and they're gonna, they're gonna do a big punch back at it. And Razor's looking at it like, are they gonna do the same thing again? Because like, you know, I would just catch it. I'm, I'm so strong. I would simply and catch capable. It. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> The one good Marvel character ever, Drax from um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, he um, <clears throat> he he's getting ready. Uh, Kilua's getting ready to um, hold the ball so that Gon can do a big, big smack on it. And uh, Gon says, "Hey, Kilua, I'm gonna go all out." And Kilua says, "If you if you don't go all out, I'm gonna smack you." And I say, "Kilua, let someone else." Have <laughs> But, um, you know, <laughs> no one's going to listen to me. Kilo is just going to wreck himself. Um, Kilo says it's fine. I don't even want hands. <laughs> Kilo said I would give both, not just my right hand, but my left hand for you also. And Gon's like, cool, peace sign. Um, <laughs> cool, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Remember in the uh, Heaven's Arena arc of the 99? Where there was this weird uh, emphasis on Killua having trauma about being like a murder machine. Uh huh. Uh huh. Imagine if that had kept up and they had done like a weird thing where they were like, Killua, your hands. And he's like, These hands have only been used for murder. <laughs> I don't want them anymore. He says they're so evil. If I could use them to help even one person. And they're like, Boy, what the fuck? Damn. I was thinking about like, what if they just kept that up? Remember in the 99, uh, Heaven's Arena arc where Killua just used Force Push out of nowhere. Remember in the 99 Heaven's Arena where Killua killed Darth Maul? Yeah. Fuck. I think that was like in the same, that was the same block of episodes. Yeah, that was the same mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was when we talked about Hunter Hunter just turning into Phantom Menace for a while. Yeah. The oh, the good kind old of days. Though. can you imagine if that arc had a pod race can you imagine i'm imagining it just like a a go-kart episode oh my god this episode needs a (laughs) go-kart this game should have a go-kart arena to be honest it should have a mario kart level an initial d type episode where it's just bad cgi cars that gones only knows how to drive yo yeah, I can't. I can't wait for the episode where we get Gon learning to drive. Dude. Who's Gon's Mario Kart man? Who boy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I we can't. We sim- can't get into it. Gon's right a now. simple little boy, so I would say he would just choose Mario. Okay, yeah, he probably would. Gon's a simple little boy. We'll do Gon now, and maybe... Th- I think I think Gon would just play Kirby's Air Ride. <gasps> oh, you're so right. <laughs> I want to play Kirby's Air Ride, like, right now, immediately. Um, <laughs> maybe we can talk about their, their, their mains in, in our third segment, or maybe we'll just talk about Kirby's Air Ride. What's Gon's Sonic Sona? Oh, my God. <laughs> third segment, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. Uh, I'm thinking. No, you're right. You're very correct. But we'll we'll save because Kilo is Kilo is silver, right? Yeah. Hmm. Kilo is the edgy psychic who just wants things to be better. Hmm. 
That's complicated. Do you want to be Shadow? Shadow is too edgy. That's my thing. The real question is, who is Shadow the Hedgehog? Who in Hunter Hunter is Shadow? Karapika? Yeah. Yeah, it's Karapika. Yeah, that, Don't mm-hmm. even lie to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's Leorio? I don't know any phonic lore. I'm, I mean, I'm genuinely I think asking. The, the most obvious one for Leorio is Knuckles, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Just a just a dumb loud guy who wants to punch. Yeah, oh, that's so true. But I like Knuckles is the problem, so we'll have to find yeah. somebody else. You are always hating on me for Leorio bashing. You can't go back on this now. Huh? <laughs> oh no, I said Leorio's a nice character. I never said he was good. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, third third segment time. Oh yeah. God, we can't we can't do this. We can't add another column to our spreadsheet. That'll take that'll take years off of our life. Uh, Anyways, back we to have the whole Chimera Ant arc to come up with content for our third segment. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, especially because we're losing the ninety nine here soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Too many gones just got fewer. Yeah. We'll we're gonna have, have an average Maka. an average amount of gones. <laughs> A manageable amount of gones. Well, kind of. No, it's Chimera Ant and the manga. A single extra gone in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> the 99 gets sent to his room. Never comes back. Damn. He's still in the video game. <laughs> They're stuck in the video game. <laughs> they never left. Died in the video game, died in real life. Damn. Just like Canada. What if that's how the 99 ends, the video game arc, is going and kill a dying? <laughs> they die! <laughs> like, Genthrough just wins. He just blows them up. I would love that, actually. They actually beat Get Through and they complete the video game, and at the end, the prize is just a gun. <laughs> like, Jing just shows up and is like, haha, wow. you found me, and kills them. It's, 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 it's even worse than the ending of Mass Effect. <laughs> Sounds pretty twisted. It's a really creepypasta about that. Here's your prize, Gon pulls out a Glock. <laughs> Gon is like, oh, thank you, and he points it at him. <laughs> Anyways, back to the episode. Yeah. Um, what's going on? I have in my notes he's gonna bounce it because he's gonna he Razor's about to do his uh his high receive. Oh, Razor, yeah, hits the perfect form again simply mm-hmm. to receive. He says it's mine, and they say nice receive. Mm-hmm. And he goes to bounce it in the air, and then he realizes that well, you see, Hisaka he put a six spin on this one. Mm-hmm. He. Put both gum and rubber on that. Oh, are are we there yeah. yet? I I kind of missed a chunk of what we were talking. Did we get to the point where um, did we get to the point where going over we by falling asleep? Well, I know. Okay, I yes. know he. I know he returns the ball. Okay. Yeah. So- I think that's what happens. It's just I don't have written down what happened to go, and I just have what happens after that, which is bungee gum slingshot. Yeah, the, the order of yeah. events is that Gon does his big punch, Razor, like, does his perfect receiving pose, and bounces the ball back, trying to, like, take someone out with the rebound instead of just uh, absorbing all the energy, because this volleyball is even stronger than the last one. Uh, and then he's like, haha, Gon won't dodge it this time. He's 
He he just wants to throw his body at a problem until it's solved, so he definitely <laughs> won't uh, try to dodge it. Again, he's never heard of dodging in his entire life. He's so gay, there's no way. Uh, but then Gon wins by falling asleep. Uh, he just he just falls over flat on his face because he used up all his energy in that last attack. Just totally falls unconscious, and that causes the ball to not hit him. Right. Yeah, that sounds like something Gone would do. <laughs> is simply win by dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then that's when... And then, like, at that point, the match is pretty much over. Like, the ball hit Razor. It's, he couldn't catch it. He couldn't receive it. So, um... Then Hisoka's just like, I'm gonna be extra, I'm gonna break all my fingers, not because I'm jealous of Kilawa or anything. Um, so he catches the ball with his bungee gum and then slingshots it back at Razor, and then Razor's like, okay, I can keep doing this, I can keep going. Uh, and then that's when he tries to receive the ball again, but it's covered in bungee gum, so he can't, like, bounce it off or redirect the momentum, and it just knocks him out of the ring. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm yeah, so sorry. He does, he does the whole, like, he pulls it back, and it's making this, like, slingshot. And then he just kind of whips it back at him. And Razor's like, well, this is dumb. I can still, like, get it. And then, like, <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. I, it's it's so strong. And, like, he's like, in his head, does this whole, like, oh, well, you know. Uh, yeah, he says the line. Yeah, he says the line. It's, the line, which it's I did. <laughs> incredibly funny how Hisaka always, when his power gets used, explain how it has the property of both gum and rubber, as we all know. He never says it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> he always realizes that people realize they're like, hey, what the fuck is going on? And he simply says quietly to himself, he's like, well, my ability has the power of both gum and rubber. He just has like a tiny little chuckle moment to himself, you know? He's just like, <laughs> This is actually where I wish the show was a bit more like Jujutsu Kaisen, in which he would say it out loud, and whenever someone's like, why do you keep telling me that? He says, if I explain it, it works better. (laughs) More people should do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Genthru, his power only works in the first place. His power is literally that! Yeah. Good for Genthru. It is incredibly funny. We get this later, but it is incredibly funny that Genthru is just like, hey, buddy, I'm a bomber. (laughs) And by telling you that, you're going to die. Anyways, bye. Incredibly funny. Um, yeah, so the match is over. Yep. Um, yeah, Hisoka did use his bungee gum to get him out of the ring. And Razor's just kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I guess we'll leave then. But first... Do you want to hear about Gene? Yeah, Gon just wakes up and is like, hey, what, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, fucking Razor is just like, oh, by the way, Gon, before you go, I have news about your father, Jing. And then he's like, huh, Jing, my father. And then we cut to Kilwa getting his hands bandaged because they're all destroyed and Bisky's like, you are so fucking dumb, my guy. Mm-hmm. And Kill is like, hey, I wonder what Razor and Gon are talking about over there. And Gon, yeah. Jing is, but yeah, also, like, oh, yeah, also, also at one point, Razor is just like, all right, now that you've defeated me, me and my devils will leave town for good. And Gon and Kilowar are both like, oh, yeah, the quest. Yeah. Hey, I have a question about this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Razor is forced to live on this island, right? 
Uh-huh. So where are him and his 14 devils going to go? I mean, the quest is going to reset. He'll just go back after like a few hours. Yeah. I know. I'm like, is he actually leaving? Because this is the first time anyone's actually beat him. Is this quest just locked forever now? Like, There are a lot of answers here that are all incredibly funny. It's just an MMO where like you <laughs> do a quest and then it's just back the way it was, baby. Same as it ever were. So there are a few things that are incredibly funny here. Either Razor has a script, and he is just repeating it, thinking Gon won't realize that he's not a video game character, and he's just going to go in a back room and pretend like he left. B, they yeah, leave town. Yeah, he's going to do thing where he like, looks like he's going down a set of stairs, and that's like towards the exit, but he's really just behind a counter waiting for Gon to leave. His fair net ability. That's exactly right. Um, he, They leave, but then they come back a day later. <laughs> or, this quest is like a traveling quest. And he fully just goes to another section of town that has a beach. Yeah, anywhere there's a strip of beach, you can you can do this quest. Like, anywhere on this island, he just finds another beach and he just sets up shop. Either way, all funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from there... Um, anyways, Jing says you're... Anyways, Razor says Jing ain't here, kid. Yeah, Razor's like, I have some news about your father. And then, like, we see them talking and he's like, well, the news is, I, I don't... He's not here and I, I don't know where he is. Your dad left me here, so. Um, but yeah, we do. Um, we do get like a long, like backstory thing where he's like, "Wow, I really like your dad," and your, you know, all this stuff about his dad. <laughs> and he's like, "I too am a death row convict, and I was brought here specifically by your father." And then we get a reiteration again of the time that Jing was like, "Hey, uh, if my kid shows up here, you're allowed to kill him. That's fine. <laughs> Go for it." Like this was a really like. Uh, formative moment for Razor, apparently. I need to talk about Razor's old look. Uh Uh-huh. I know why they call him Razor. He is so sharp. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He does look a lot scarier in, like, the early. It's so funny. Cass Razor is made up of knives. Mm -hmm. He has, like, a fucked up mullet where, like, the front is spiked up really high it's it's does. it's like a real like old school mullet where with the teasing and everything like a full 80s mullet and um we talk about uh sonic the hedgehog uh sonas razor is his own sonic the hedgehog sona <laughs> yeah i would say business in the front party in the back but it's sonic in the front this time uh sonic sonas um <laughs> razor looks sharp uh, he tells Gon that Jing said, you are allowed to beat the shit out of my son. I give you my permission. Mm-hmm. Gon doesn't find that weird at all. He says, oh, so you knew my dad. That's great. Um, they talk about this for a while and Razor says, okay, well, we're all going to leave here. Bye. I, okay, I do also want to point out that the way Razor words this as he's like, you know, like as the cutback ends and he's like, you know, talking to Gone again, he's like the way he words it, he's like, Yeah, your dad hired me and brought me here to beat you. Like his whole like he mm-hmm. <laughs> No, this whole video game is made for Gone. Yeah, this whole thing is for Gone, entirely for Gone. He's here to make sure no one comes onto the island from the outside and to beat anyone who happens to come here with fifteen people. But mostly it's to try and kill Jing's son. It is mostly about that. 
Yep. Yeah. He bought out an entire island and forced real life human beings to work here for the rest of their lives in the hopes that his son might one day maybe show up here. Yes. Fucked up. It's <laughs> it's cool. He's playing the long game. Yeah. Of not wanting to ever entertain his own child. <laughs> Who he himself created with an Mpreg orb. That's exactly right. <laughs> Damn. I do, would, you, do you ever feel like a video game was created specifically to cause you pain? <laughs> I just like, this is crazy because we know Jing had gone with an Mpreg orb. Yeah. Meaning uh-huh. he was planning this out in advance. The island was created for the sole purpose of Gone, who he used the island to impregnate himself to create Gone. Yeah, it's it's fucked up. Greed Island is gonna birth Gone, and then it's gonna kill Gone. Jing it's made too many a, Gones. Gones all the way down. Jing made an island for his son. Halfway through making this island, he had a son, and then he decided he didn't want to entertain his son. So he said, <laughs> this island will be your only source of entertainment. Bye. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it's like leaving It's like leaving your kid in daycare, but also... The, you tell the daycare people they're allowed to beat the shit out of your child. Yeah. Also, you yeah, are but, allowed to WWE style wrestle them. You start um, a daycare business and you hire out a bunch of people to run it, you know, because you're the owner. You don't have to actually work there. And then you send your kid there and specifically you go to each of the caretakers there and you're like, hey, that's my kid. You're allowed to like, you know how like you know, parents will sometimes be really shitty to like their daycare people and they'll be like, hey, you know, you can like spank him if you want. Like sometimes we just can't get him to listen. So you're allowed to spank yeah it's like that but with every every person he goes to them and he's like if he gives you trouble beat the shit out of him don't take that shit anything (laughs) it does whatever he does beat the shit out of him and by like it's like i mean if he looks at you (laughs) it's like you you have to build the daycare for your son but the only thing but but your job is is the Hunger Games, and the only thing you know how to do is Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hiring out a bunch of, like, on-site nannies for your rich mansion and say, you will all take care of my future child. And then when your child is born, you just leave. <laughs> you just fucking leave. You say, you are allowed to kill this child if you want. I don't care anymore. Yeah, you, like... You're there with him for a few years, and then you tell all the nannies, okay, now it's time to hunt him for sport, and then you just leave. (laughs) You may kill this child if they even so much as see you. (laughs) If they look at you, fuck this kid up. That's exactly right. Um, So the quest is done. We're all going to go talk to the lady from before. Ching read the most dangerous game and got the... got the completely wrong idea from it (laughs) he's like yeah this is how everything should be he's like fuck yeah people should be able to hunt other people i'm gonna get mpreg specifically so there's somebody for everyone to hunt okay but he's a hunter (laughs) we know they're hunters who hunt people yeah this is like a part of his job description he's like yeah you're allowed to kill people it's literally my job Bounty hunting isn't enough anymore. It's time to literally kill children. He placed a bounty on his son! 
Whose man's is this? Nobody's. I mean, they're already in Hunter Hunter world where people can just be hunted for sport. So Jing is exactly. like, what if I made it fun for my boy? We're already living. We're already living in a fucked up world where you can die at any moment. What if I made it kind of goofy and fun? What if there was a yeah, fun dodgeball match? Yeah, what if the way he died match? was in? <laughs> it was just silly while he's being hunted for sport. Yeah, what if the way like you're all everyone's gonna die someday? You just want like you know some some people just want like a to go out with a bang. And what better way to die but then in a video game that you tell everyone is a video game, but it's actually just an island somewhere? What if a bunch of ninjas stole your clothes? Mm. What if I made a video game where a bunch of ninjas stole your clothes and money, <laughs> but it was real? Right, and didn't give you jack shit unless you came back specifically with a. Like a different card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Uh. So they go talk to a lady, the lady from before who had the dramatic backstory, and she says, That's right. Um, and she says, um, well, the real Poseidon's cave, there's there's no treasure in it, and only a few fishermen know where it is because it's considered sacred to us. And as she's saying, only a few people know where it is. A bright laser comes out and points directly into like the center of the water, pointing right towards Poseidon's cave, which is very subtle and extremely stealthy. Well, yeah, no one knows where it is. So they had to build a lighthouse. (laughs) Yeah. They're in a lighthouse with, with a convenient sacred cave locator. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they it no one knew where to find it. Only the sailors did, and those guys don't tell you shit, so they had to build a lighthouse to point directly at it. Mm-hmm. It was so hard to find, but it's fine now. But yeah, and then um uh well Hila was said fuck lore, first of all. Um but then um the lady's like, Well you know what I think is the real treasure is just looking out at this beautiful beach. And then poof! She turns into strip of beach yeah. right as the sun is rising. She says, "Not a phone in sight." <laughs> What's yeah, better? Than it's, that? it's pretty funny. She's like giving this dramatic monologue about like the history of their town and the importance of sailors and the sea, and Gowen's like kind of getting into it. And Kilo is just like, "Dude, it's just a game." <laughs> and then like when she finishes her speech, she just poofs into a card. Exactly it's right. great. This woman's existence is to be sad about not being able to w- look at a strip of beach anymore and then be able to see it once and then die. Yeah. Pretty Only much. to respond when another group of 15 assholes shows up at her house. Yeah. Do you think she and Razor, like, hang out? No, she can't. Those are mean pirates. <laughs> yeah, but... Also, she doesn't exist until 15 people show up at her town who are all part of one party. Okay, how real are the people in this town? In the whole game? I'm very confused and concerned. This she literally is a real ass appear. island. They literally said she wasn't around last time. Are they are they Nen projections from the cards, the NPCs yes. in this Yeah, game? like Yeah, all the NPCs are literally just Nen constructs. Jin <laughs> made an <laughs> island. Where he made real Nen people and said, this is for my boy, and left. Also, Razor's here. Yeah, sorry. And (laughs) a bunch of convicts from death row who would love nothing more than to kill my child. Yeah. They're sitting in the secret locked location in case my son needs 15 friends. 
he's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. is a lot of work to get out of child support. <laughs> he's like, what if I brought you over a new Nintendo? Who is he paying child support to? He pregnant himself. He's paying child support to Aunt Mito, who he dumped a baby on. Do you think he was really paying her? No. Yeah. He just guilt-tripped her. <laughs> he said, I might be back one day, and she said, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the lady disappeared. They got the strip of beach car. Um, they're all like, woo! And Hitsuka's like, okay, I'm leaving now. Bye. And they're like, oh, you don't care about the cards? And he says some shit that, like, um... He says something about, like, oh, yeah, if I want to contact you, I'll use one of these two cards to do it. And Kila was like, ha-ha, so he has been using spell cards. So he does know what's going on in this game. And Bisky's like, literally, Kila, it doesn't matter. Like, you and I are people who lie when we have to. Kila is someone who just lies, just all the time. And there's really not a lot you can do about it. So, you know, he's just like yeah. that. Yeah, there's two types of liars. People who, like, lie to sort of achieve their own ends, and people who just lie randomly for the fun of it. And Hisoka is one of those guys, so don't try to, like, suss out his motives or anything. You'll just get confused. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of Hisoka not needing to lie at all whatsoever, and just doing it for the fun of it. Just for the funsies. He's just being Joker about it. He's just the Joker. He says, what if we lived in a society? And I laughed. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Bitsky finishes explaining this while they're walking on a beach, and then Susan Guerrera gets a message on his little phone book, his Facebook, if you will. And <laughs> it's Genthru, who's just been like watching them from like the mount, from the hill. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of like, hey, you guys, thanks for completing that quest for me. Give me your card. Mm-hmm. And Suzuki's like, no, and he's like, okay, I can come get it if you want. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, Genthru says also says I killed all your friends. Remember all the people from the uh, last group of fifteen you were in? I I I killed them because it was funny to me. Yeah, remember, remember those wimps you showed up with who all ran off? Killed him. Remember Asta and the other guy and the, those other people? Yeah, remember Asta? Remember the big titty lady who had the nen ability to make her boobs jiggly? Yeah, um, I blew her up. Yeah, it was really easy. She's gone now. Her energy. You would not believe the, the ragdoll physics on those kazangas. <laughs> <laughs> when I cast Explode... She was actually a tough fight because the explosions kept being absorbed into her boobs and they just got bigger. That's right. She just kept, like, eating them into her cleavage. She said, didn't you know my ability? My boobs absorb <laughs> kinetic energy. It simply makes them bigger. Damn. By the time he finally got her, her bazonga hungrys, you wouldn't believe. Just the biggest, She was actually largest. crushed under the weight of them. That's how he got her. It was kind of like how in Yu-Gi-Oh, um, uh, Yugi could only beat Slyther by making him do a deck out. Uh, Genthru had to make uh, her die by making her titty so huge that it crushed her. Damn. Death by your own weapon. It's exactly like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's exactly <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh. Don't you have a card game arc? Wait, this, this game has cards! Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? We're in it. 
Why has no one played Yu-Gi-Oh yet? You best start believing in card games. Why has no one played Yu-Gi-Oh yet? Oh There's not been one duel. I mean, there was kind of a duel, I think. When? Right in the beginning. Remember that whole thing where they were like, um, where they, um, they were made fun of in the first town because they said book and Gon and Kilua didn't say book. So they were like, ha, noobs, I'm going to take all your cards. That was a duel. I'm and then they did it again later and took someone else's cards. Just saying. I'm just saying. There's been some dueling. It's just that now we're at the point where all the people who were actually interested in the card game are dead because Genthru killed them all with his bomber. What are the magic type effects for Strip of Beach? That's what I'm just trying to say. They should use these cards as a duel. Hmm. I should see Gon summon Razor onto the field in defense mode. Novelty card game of the the Hunter Hunter game arc. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It plays exactly like Yu-Gi-Oh. Gon should get to summon all those ninjas, and their ability is they take $10 from you each turn. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. I would like $10. Yeah, and they'll take that for you. (laughs) Great. Um, so... So, anyway, Gon... Gon hears all of this, and he immediately yells at the book. He says, my name is Gon Freaks, and I want to fight you right now. I have I have my own, own strip of beach. Why don't you come get it, you big pussy? Yeah. And, and then everyone is like, Gon, no! Yeah, literally everyone to has stop. to hold Gon back, and Bisky's like, Sesguera, you have to take this call somewhere else. Yeah, and he so does. Square, we have to leave right now. <laughs> um, and he does. Um, I don't really remember what he said to him, but I do remember he comes back and he's like, "Hey, Gone, that was really stupid and dumb of you, but um, you, this, you, the twelve-year-old, are probably the only person on this island who can beat Genthru. So you fucked it up, but now we're gonna we're gonna have your back a little bit." Hey, Cone, I don't know if you remember how you broke all the bones in your best friend's hands, <laughs> but now is not the best time to be picking a fight, buddy. Yeah, he's like, um, your friend can't back you up at all and is, in fact, very vulnerable, so maybe don't just go, like, offering to fight the strongest person in this game right now. Um, so yeah, Gon says I'm sorry or Also, whatever. you did just use up all your men, and like, <laughs> what condition are you in? You have no Die. mana, dumbass. You can't do this. Incredibly funny, this is all going on. Bisky is uninjured and very much could probably take Genthru in a fight. She tore her dress, though, and that's it's like true. a psychological <laughs> She is psychologically shattered. <laughs> exactly. I'm just watching this whole thing, and they're like, all of us are too injured. I'm like, Bisky, you're fine. Bisky's good, though. Bisky, you literally just stood there. She does need time to, to heal psychologically, though. She needs some time. <laughs> she needs to make a new dress. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, a seamstress. All her nun will be going to making a seamstress. Mm. As we learn is her nun ability. Mm. I can't wait to talk about her nun ability. Um, to make a wife? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. Um... Yeah, so Sesguera's like, actually, I'm not doing you a favor. It's a trade. But, um, yeah, basically, he's like, I'm going to distract um, uh, Genthru 
from coming to beat you up. Um, so you have some time to like train until you can actually beat him up. And if you last three weeks and like, we are able to like help you for those three weeks, um, they're going to get, uh, the villager card, the, the one that they got from the, um, from the ninja villagers, because as well as like, yeah, all of us have way too many cards to go do that quest now because we would have to like give them all our cards and we're not going to do that. So yeah, <laughs> and we would love your card, please. Yeah, I'm actually not sure, like, because Kila was like, yeah, we could just tell you how to get the Lucky Alexandrite, and Sesguar is like, well, we already know, and we can't give up all our cards right now. I'm not sure if that means, like, in order to start the quest, you have to, like, give over all your cards, whereas, like, Gon and Kilua didn't have any cards in that initial meeting, so they just had to give over, like, their money and belongings, or, like, I'm wondering if, like, the alter- if, like, the second time you come around to that village, like, normally you would just have to, like, give them all your shit, and that's when they give you the lucky Alexandrite, and then, like, to get- and, you know, Gon actually, like, got around that requirement without really realizing it, because he just found a way to cure the villagers without, like, giving up all this stuff. I'm wondering if it- I'm not sure if it's actually suggesting that there are, like, multiple win conditions for that quest, which would be, it would be interesting if there were. I'm not sure. Yeah, though. that's an interesting thought, because I kind of was confused on it. I was like, well, they didn't have any cards, but they also weren't asked for cards. They were asked specifically for money and then clothes. Um, but yeah, it does seem like, yeah. pop, like that is a good potential. Like, if you have cards, they'll probably just ask for that or ask for something specific i don't know i it did seem also like one of them was at their card limit so they didn't want to like because you get a whole bunch of cards from that right and then you have to i don't remember there was something about their card limits too that like made it seem like that was a part think, of it i but. think it just meant like I think that just meant like, oh, if we had fewer cards, then it would be like a decent trade-off to actually give everything up. But like, we have so many, it just like wouldn't be worth it for this one card. Yeah, fair enough. We kind of need the all the all the cards we've acquired. That's how I interpreted that. It makes sense. I like that because I mean, I was kind of like, what is what's going on here? Um, that's pretty much episode. Hey, that's episode. Hey, that's episode. Hey, that's episode. We can go into the tag portion of this, these episodes. Yeah. I love tag. Do you like tag? I do like tag. Okay. Well, so, we're going into tag. So we're still here. Um, we're going to go, um, the, this next episode is called Chase and Chance, and we're going to go negotiate with the Exorcist. Um, we're, we're with the Phantom Troop again. But, huh? But first we see the Phantom Troop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna go do some um, some work with this exorcist guy, and for some reason they decide to send in uh, Kilua, or I'm not sorry, um, uh, Hisuka. They're like, who is the best negotiator here? <laughs> who is the most willing to put someone at ease for a negotiation? It's definitely Hisuka. Certainly, certainly, it would it it must be the guy who currently has an erection. <laughs> <laughs> currently, if not always. Anyways, I know, um... Togashi does give us a fun little bit of visual innuendo. It's pretty clever, where Hisuka is holding a telescope right in front of his crotch in a suggestive manner of an erect penis. That's really funny. 
as he talks to a child and says, I'm just a little sensitive right now. Damn, that's so clever, Togashi. Thank you, Togashi. Uh, I would just like to say I'm incredibly pissed that we just got to have a volleyball arc with a bunch of schmucks. And the Phantom Troop is right here. Can you imagine the volleyball slash dodgeball arc with the Phantom Troop? Yeah, I'm really like... <laughs> we were talking about this while we watched the episode, and now I'm so upset that we never get to see like the Phantom Troop just go in and do like the volleyball arc with Razor. Like, what if Bone had grabbed the... like If he realized Yusuka was there, and he they had sussed out that the rest of the Phantom Troop was here, and they're like... Well, I mean, they're pretty powerful. They clearly don't give a shit about cars. Why don't we just grab them? Give us a Phantom Troop sports anime. I need it. DBC, we couldn't have had that because the Phantom Troop would have immediately just had Razor do the negotiations. <laughs> and he would have said, that was such a great game. I, I, I will. Good. He says, whatever you guys say, since you came in with the proper channels. Yeah. And then Razor becomes the new member of the fantasy. And then Razor squishes Hisuka like a bug. That's right. He simply grabs him and just squishes him like a little insect. Yeah, I mean, Hisuka's already out of the fandom troop. He's been replaced, as we're about to talk about. Um, not about to, it actually. Oh, yeah, it is. It yeah. does come up pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so um, Nobunaga and Machi are... Um, are waiting for Hisuka sort of at the edge of like a cliff, I guess, overlooking this like village. And they go, he goes and talks to them and Nobunaga and Machi right off the bat are hating Hisuka. Good. Good for them. Um, and Hisuka is just extremely horny this whole time, just extremely horny. Um, and he realizes that there's, um, someone else with them. And, um, <clears throat> We meet Kaluto for the first time. What do you mean first time? This is not. Isn't this the first time? No. We, for, we, oh no, we not met, for Kaluto. We met we did Kaluto, Kaluto before. before. She yeah. was always just kind of like hanging on to Mama Zoldek's dress, you know. Yeah. Just kind of hanging Tiny around. Tiny then. Yeah. I forgot. She's grown up so big and strong. Um, so she's here, and she's replacing Hisuka as a member of the Phantom Troop. And she's chilling. She's cool. I would like to point out before we get too far from... Also, I'm not sure what Kaluto's canonical pronouns are. Just, I think... He, him. Oh. Well. I think... I think <laughs> Kalu I think Kaluto <laughs> is technically canonically a he but you know what who cares yeah he's fictional <laughs> i was gonna say kalito is a he him lesbian <laughs> listen i can't tell in this anime like <laughs> no there's a very specific reason for that no i mean that's cool and that's fine but i just like i don't know i just can't kalito says hey i'm non-binary mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and they say cool that's good for them no Nobunaga says same <laughs> yeah okay so kaluto i will i will use he him pronouns for anyways getting back forward. to the fact that uh hisuka sensed kaluto um and they all said no kaluto's like oh was my like end not good enough was my stealth not great and they're like no it was perfect hisuka is just a freak that's and he yeah sorry that's <laughs> and hisuka goes i'm a bit sensitive right now 
Is Togashi really just sitting here and playing like, oh, my child senses are going off? Yep. Yeah, it's his, his bloodlust. It's, um, you know. It's just that good that I can sense the uncivil. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm just so horny for killing that if someone is right behind me, I might notice them. Um, yeah, it's it's just annoying in the scene because when he's talking to, like, Nobunaga and, like, about how much he wants to go murder and stuff like that, it's, like, funny because I like Isago being an asshole to everyone around him, but it also is, again, right up against him being like, oh, Kaluto, you're kind of delicious, so. Yeah. Isago should die and Nobunaga should cut him in half right this instant. That's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like, Machi and Nobunaga, like, warning Kaluto and being like, yeah, he'll, like, jump anything or whatever they say is very, like, it's very, like, trying to say, like, oh, he, it means fight, but it doesn't come off that way. No, it's, I think there's definitely some intended double entendre going on, like. Yeah. Again, this is the scene with the telescope. It's, it's charged. Mm-hmm. It, it really is bad. It's not good. The thing about this is, every time I watch this show, I'm like, yeah, Hisoka is at his worst in Heaven's Arena. It's the worst spot, and maybe there's one section uh, in Greed Island where he looks at some child's ass and goes, hmm. It really is just just bad every time he shows up, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... It's frustrating. It's every time, and it's so intentional every time. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm just kind of like, at the first few times, I'm like, okay, this is a mix-up of intentions. This is Togashi being a little weird and not getting something right. No, this is just what he's about. Yeah, it's like the first couple times you see him, you're almost like, oh, okay, it's a queer-coded villain. And then he pulls out the pedo, and you're like, okay, it's, you know, this happens in anime. You know, like that typical, like, you know. Um, but it, like, you know, not not that that's really anime-exclusive. It's just that that's a thing that you know but it just never stops it's like every time he comes in for a season it's like oh well maybe he won't be as creepy this time and every time it's like he goes out of his way to be like no he's not just a creep he's into children like very much into children yeah it's not fun. I hate it. Anyways. <laughs> He's a good die challenge. <laughs> we go off and on every single time he pops up and it's <laughs> but it's it's sad. Can't fucking wait until the Chimera Antarch, where we don't see Hisuka at all, and the only pedophile we have to worry about is Palm. Oh my god, I forgot about all the shit with Palm. Oh great. God. Uh, I thought it was just one pedophile god. in this anime, but Damn it. two. The problem with Palm is she looks so cool. I'm sorry. I'll I'll cross that bridge when I get there. I Yeah, I haven't met Palm yet. So fun for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck this anyway. Right? God damn it, Togashi. Well, cross Maybe that. it's a good thing this anime will never finish. Right? <laughs> Maybe the hiatus. You know at least one of those people in that goddamn boater pedophile. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Probably. Oh, and that anime arc has a baby in it. Yikes. Anyways. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, we are to 
Um, okay. Actually, does anyone have anything else to say about that scene? Because there is a lot of conversation that Hisuka goes into, but you know, there was like static brain. They're going to do something. Um, so Hisuka is looking for the exorcist. He's just chilling in town, doing Mm -hmm. nothing. Um, wearing his his big coat to conceal the funny Nen beast that's just hanging out with him permanently. The funny little Nen friend he has on him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Isika is just, they're like, are you serious about fighting the boss? And he's cause like, yeah, I'm so horny for it. And they're like, why do you want to? And he's like, oh, well, either I fight him and I die and that's fun. I die with a boner or I fight him and I win and all of you hate me and come kill me and I kill all of you. So either way, I'm dying with a boner. <laughs> See, but that's my shit. I love, <sighs> I love Isika when he's like, you know, I could take all 12 of you at once. Oh, you meant fight? No, I can still take all 12 of you at once. But, like, yeah. I like that line, though. It's funny. Yeah, so that's basically that scene. Mm -hmm. He still is saying all this to Machi, who has to deal with him forever. Yeah. She's like his handler. Not doing a great job, Machi. He's not in the Phantom Troop anymore. No, but he always interacts with Machi. Mm. Always. Um... So we cut back to Gon, Killua, and Bisky, who are doing some fun, exciting training montages. Yeah, I think before that, we do yeah. just get a little yeah, scene of, of... Yeah, says Guerra and, like, confronting the bomber, and then just, like... Yeah, so they have, like, a little speech being, like... I forget what they say, but says Guerra's, like, we're not gonna negotiate with you, we're gonna fight. And then, um... You know, his his guys cast some random levies, don't really get anything, but it's just like a quick little hit while uh while says Guerra, you know, casts a company and just gets out of there and then like and then they just start a game of of magical tag that lasts for the entire rest of the episode. I don't know that they did start that yet. Because there's a whole thing here where Genthru's like, I don't know what what the heck that was, but they had determination in their eyes. He doesn't start following them yet, I don't think. He just goes and, like, they go and talk to Garenu, and they're like, hey, Garenu, go get some more spells. And then um, Garenu does that, and then he's also spying on Genthru. We'll see him later doing some of that stuff. But basically, he's just, like, they are prepping for that. I'm still not entirely sure what the whole point of the, like, go and take some of their random shitty cards was, but they did it. Um, but then we do go to training with Bisky. Yeah, now we finally learn uh, Bisky's Nen power. Yeah. <sighs> Bisky make wife. Yeah, so first she's... um. She, she's talked to Kilo and Gone, and she's like, okay, Kiloa, you're going to work on some strategy stuff while you heal. You're going to, like, help us with that. And then I'm training Gone, and she has Gone doing this, like, handstand thing um, where he's got one hand on the ground, and he's trying to, like, just puff with just his hand, like, do a puff of Nen that makes him, like, blow straight up into the air. And she does it real nice and high, uh, and Gone can't really do it. But then... Um, she sets him to working on that basically and comes over and talks to Kiloa and is like, okay, well, have you thought of anything yet? And Kiloa's, I mean, kind of, but I'd love to know your Nen ability so like we can figure out a plan for this fight. And Bisky goes, oh, just you wait. And just brings out a beautiful masseuse and that is it. She is a masseuse. She knows all different types of massage 
like just and she's going off about all that stuff that she can help her with and I was like you fucking you old hag this is so stupid yeah, I was also, just gonna help us in a fight also Bisky can like you trans transmute her aura into like special lotions that have really rejuvenative properties on your skin yeah I want to talk about the excellent writing here. Togashi has exercised his pedophile demons and has got back to good writing. The age difference in terms of what you think is a good ability. Kilo is like, we need something good for fighting. And she's just like, you fucking moron. When you get to my age, be able, being able to create your own personal masseuse is the greatest power in the world. Being able to have someone who will just brush your hair at night is better than the is better than having God. Like a magical self care golem. I am flourishing right now. She's That's like you exactly fucking right. moron. When you get to my age, this will be all you want. When your knees creak, having someone who can just be like, oh, let me give you a massage, queen. Like what the fuck? But I love that too because she clearly developed it. Like you think your bones are hurting now? <laughs> You stupid idiot, you're 12. Right, like, she definitely, like, well, I don't want to say definitely, but it seems like she definitely has had this for a while. Like, she developed this Nen ability early on. She was like, oh, look at all this cool Nen stuff. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create my own personal masseuse. And she just went with it. And she has been with it all this time, and that's why she's so young and healthy looking. I only bring this up now because we do meet a character later whose Nen ability is something they did think of when they were a child, and they're a full-grown adult now, and they're like, Oh yeah, I hate this fucking ability. It's so goddamn annoying. I was a stupid kid. <laughs> yep. He's like, never develop your power when you're twelve. They're all dumb. <laughs> <laughs> At Don and Kilo right now. And I think it's very good that we meet Bisky, who is just like, no, you fucking morons. Of course I would make a masseuse. <laughs> like She really is the queen of self-care. She's like, I get one ability for the rest of my life. What I'm going to use it on is like always being able to just take a break and have a massage anytime. I love Bisky. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Bisky. Yeah, we, it's very good. We're, this is Bisky respecting hour. This is I want that ability hour. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, from here we do go back. Um, Genthru and his, his um, what is it? Sub and Bara? Yeah, Sub and Bara, his two gay husbands. Exactly. Um, so they're all hanging out. They're like kinda half awake. They're trying to get some rest. And um some of um some of Sazuera's guys just show up and start shooting arrows at them like while they're half asleep. And Sub yep. and Bara are like, damn it, like we they've been getting really bold. We really gotta do something now. Um and they say time for drastic measures, like uh like robbing people. It is kind of a callback to the scene where Gonin, or Gon specifically, had to learn to like stay half alert while asleep, and yeah, 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 they were getting the rocks dropped on them. It definitely does feel like a callback to that, where it's like, well, we can try to take these guys out in their sleep, but they're like, they're they trained for that. They know how right. to not die. Right. They they do kind of know what they're doing there. Um, which is kind of cool. Um, I do love Genthru being like, uh, how are they, like, Sub and Bar, like, how, how are they finding us every time? This is so crazy. And Genthru's like, well, it must be Nen. Like, after all this time, he's like, yep, yep, probably it was Nen, actually. 
Um, so yeah, they pretty much from that decide that they're going to start, uh, robbing people. Um, they beat some guy up and they take all his cards and then they're like, and then he puts his hand on him and he's like, Hey, have you heard of the bombers? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, uh, that's me. So you're going to go, um, by telling you that you are now going to die unless you bring me the cards that I want. And then like, like he cleans out his cards too. Um, and Garenu, we see him up in a tree and he's like watching them with the telescope and he's like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. They're going all out on this shit. Yeah, and he he contacts uh, says Guerra's team to be like specifically like, hey, these are guys. These guys are getting more cards, so that like you know, if if at any point you try to force them into an extended game of tag, they'll have like more cards than you, and they'll be able to keep up. Uh, also, like they know that people are probably that that someone is probably supplying you with cards, so. They're checking everyone's binders, and if they happen to know you specifically, they just get murdered. So, uh, if they catch me, that's kind of bad news. They're definitely looking for me, because I'm the one supplying you with cards right now. Yep. Um, they also go and bomb the store where Genthru was- or, or not Genthru, where Garenu was buying the cards. Um, and we do get a nice ass shot of him. Um, <laughs> he's, like, watching them bomb the store, so, um, there's that- you guys like tag? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like tag? We yeah, we do get a quick thing of Gone being like, uh that well, he's it's basically Bisky and Killua saying, Wow, is he gonna get there? Like, is he gonna have this in time? And Bisky's like, I mean, I don't know, but hopefully. Bisky's like, no. <laughs> like there's not a lot I can do at this point to like encourage him or anything. Like he's just gonna do it or he isn't. We see the biggest rock. Yeah. There's there's a big rock. There is a big rock. They 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 do find a big rock, and I um they're gonna use it for something, <laughs> presumably. Um, it's part of the plan. But yeah, it is it is now tag time. I love tag. Yeah, tag is pretty good. I so the whole thing is that after a while, uh. Genthru is like, okay, we now have enough cards to just follow Sisguera forever. Mm-hmm. And Sisguera says, and we will keep running away. And they just... That's the rest of this episode. Is Genthru pops in, and Sisguera and his gang just, like, teleport out, and Genthru just teleports to them. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's this episode. It yeah. is just tag. It is just them being like, Superabi! Get Sisaguera! Superabi! Sisaguera! They do this forever. Yeah, they do it for a while, and then there's like, um, I mean, yeah, they really just go back and forth for a really long time, and then they go back to Gone struggling, um, and then they go back to like them running out of cards for tag and they're talking about like, Oh, well we can start using, um, return cards instead of like, um, the company cards. Um, so they can like alternate between spots and stuff like that and save up some of their cards. And, but it's just them going back and forth and discussing strategy of playing tag. Um, also, and then, yeah, also the sub and Dabara in the game of tag are fake as they figure out because Gorino is still scoping out the card shop where the real sub and Bara are, so he's like, 
haha, they wanted us to think that Sub and Vara are doing the tag games so that we can restock on cards, but then we, but then they actually are still staking out the cards shop, so so they would jump us. So we need to not we bah, but we know that they use fakes sometimes. So we expected this plan. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I do love that Genthu had his two boyfriends say their job is to simply stand completely still in front of a store and just stare at it. Mm-hmm. Just completely, absolutely still. So I'm going to engage in a high-stake game of, game of tag, guys, and you have to guard our base. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, that was in their marriage vows. <laughs> <laughs> if it ever comes to we have to do a high-stake game of tag... I will be the one who is it, and you guys have to guard our base. And they were both like, what? What are <laughs> you talking it'll about? It'll be important later. Don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> what are you, you saying? You just have to promise right now on our three wedding rings, which we have. Yes. Mm-hmm. That are bombs. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding rings were cartoon bombs. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, we go from there. To uh, back to Kiloa and Gon and Bisky, and Kiloa says, "Hey Gon, um, you have to give up now because you're not going to get it in time. Just don't worry about it." Yeah, hey Gon, you know how you've been training so hard for the past ten days? Uh, it's we're we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, we're doing a completely different plan. Hey Gon, you know how you're super persistent and hate giving up on anything? Well, this thing you've been working super hard on, just give up on it, dude. Yeah, just super give up on it. Totally normal. Super don't do that anymore, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm and, telling you this. And he also goes, um, we're actually going to use this card, but we don't get to see what it is. It's very yeah. mysterious. It's Empreg. If Gon is as powerful and dangerous as he is because Go because uh, Jing made him out of Nen, then imagine the child of Gon. Mm. Can you believe it? Oh, yeah. then we would have to drop that child off at Amitos for a few years. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, Jing wasn't ready to have a child. Gon is 12. Oh, that's true. That's so, true. <laughs> super not ready. Um... Yeah, so they're going to do some secret plan. It involves a big rock and a mysterious card that we don't know about. Um, but we go back to Sosquare and the gang, and they, they use a funny new card called Leave. And they just, um, they, they yeet themselves out of the game, and they go back to um, Mr. Batera's mansion, who we remember from sort of the beginning of this arc. Yeah. Um, and everyone's gone. Nobody's yep. there. <laughs> Everyone has left. <laughs> All right, we've spent... We've spent a long time playing tag, we've drawn it out, we've bought the boys some time so they can heal and train and develop a plan and whatever. Now it's time to do our last stand. Let's go back to the mansion, where our employer is, who has definitely not fired us, and called off the mission entirely. (laughs) We shall seek safety in real life, where they definitely won't try to kill us. Mm -hmm. And they get out there and... Zuzgar is like, hey, where the fuck is everybody? We're supposed to have armed guards stationed everywhere. And a dude just walks out and he's like, can you stop yelling? I was trying to take a nap. And he's like, on the job? And he's like, well, here's the funny thing about that guy. There is no job. 
Yeah, we were all fired. He says, literally, I was fired. I just decided to stay so that somebody would be here to tell you what's going on. Yeah. And so Gordon's like, fuck that. And he just goes storming through the mansion trying to find Mr. Batera. And, um, yeah, well, the guard does tell him also that Mr. Batera has canceled the fee. So, since Guerrero's fucking mad, he goes and finds Mr. Batera, who is just crying in a room by himself, looking at something on the TV that we don't see. Just crying Um, by yourself in a dark room. We all know how that is. He really is. Well, like, there's, like, several bodies in the next room of people in your video game. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he's just chilling and, like, so Guerra's outside the room like banging on the door like hey what the hell and he's like oh I've already arranged for my lawyers to give you the fee don't worry about it just like leave me alone none of it matters anymore I'm so over it just leave me here to die basically and um yeah so Guerra's mad I refuse to believe in this scene that Guerra can't just simply kick this door open yeah. Man is so mad, and I, you're telling me he wouldn't just fully kick those doors off their hinges? Maybe that's next episode. Well, he, <laughs> he got all of his bones broken by a volleyball, so maybe he he can't, like... Maybe he doesn't have the core strength right now. <laughs> I forgot he doesn't have a spine anymore. That's true. His vertebrae's a little shattered. I forgot his spine is destroyed completely. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, that's episode. We got a big wahoo as the narrator's like, um, so is very shocked by this development. It is funny that Suizaguera left because he's like, well, the bomber won't kill us out here. Gunthu did fully pop out of the game, kill the dude who met Suizaguera and said, we're allowed to kill anybody we want outside. Also inside. So... (laughs) Like... (laughs) So that plan doesn't work, actually. Yeah. was like, actually, I'm fine with murder. They're not thinking too hard. Also, like, going... Not in, yeah, I'm still not entirely sure why they decided to go back to IRL for the last leg of this tag game. But you know what? Who cares? It's it's the plot. They were going to play hide-and-seek. It's just the plot. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense as it being, like, just a, um, like, a stall... Like, they're just like, okay, well, we're just going to yeah. get chased around for a while, and then we're just going to poop and um, just head out. But, yeah, like, I, I kind of get it, but it is, like, yeah. you know, a bit weird of a plan. But we also needed this plot of says Gwera jumping out and realizing Batera is super depressed. Yeah. So. All right, so that that's about it for the episode. Do we want to get into too many goons? Yeah, we can talk about all those other goons. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't have too many notes for the 99 anime, uh, just that it's aesthetically very bad. Um, the net effects look yeah, so like fucking terrible, like, everything is just, like, so harsh and saturated. It is like, mm-hmm. I literally did feel like I was watching Serial Experiments Lane, which is... An anime about a character with, like, extreme photosensitivity, so that the lighting is always <laughs> just, like, super harsh and bright, and it's like, oh, they're doing this but not on purpose for story reasons, it just looks bad. Yeah, I really love how quickly the OVA just, like, kind of fell off the rails. They were just like, yeah. well, is anyone really watching the game arc? Come on. 
come on, is anyone really watching this? And here we are in 2021, like, what the fuck are you guys doing with this? Can you imagine if the OVA continued on this budget into the Khmer Antar? <laughs> no. <laughs> it would just be pencil drawings. I was going to say, episodes. it would look like the manga, like half of it would literally just be text box. They would do like a fancy handwriting trick across the screen. Yeah, that'd actually be so funny. <laughs> Straight from page to screen. That's exactly right. It's all text, baby. <laughs> we didn't hire a narrator because we don't have the money, so you will see it on the screen. Hope you can read fast. Yeah, and then my my second my second note for the ninety nine anime is Jesus, these sound effects. <laughs> We've it's been good. talking about the sound effects, but yeah, they're uh, they're something else. Yeah, boy, they really, really go all in on, like, the squeaky sneaker-on-wood floor sound effect, <laughs> but, like, turned way the fuck up, and also just, like, any time, like, someone is locked in, like, a power struggle with the volleyball and they're being pushed back, it is just, like, a constant, loud, drawn-out squeak that is on top of, like, all the other just, like, nen and just like intensity sound effects going on it's so fucking much and it's bad it's good sound design <laughs> it's what the masters do you simply go to your local <laughs> you go to your local YMCA with your shitty recording equipment you have watch people play basketball with it recording and then you go back to the studio and you say i got it guys yeah God. Yeah, but I'm, then you're like, oh, we gotta take this echo out, and then you just way boost it up, and it just, like, doesn't really work. Well, yeah, well, how else are you gonna get the echo out? <laughs> you gotta boost the squeak. It's just like a high school musical. You gotta get your head in the game. Yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of been having, like, a stressed out, tired week this week, and my sensory processing is, like, not ideal right now, so just watching this, I was like, ah, oh, goddammit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were like fun bad before. I was just like, oh, that's like the Ace Attorney thing. It's kind of cheesy for what we're doing here, but whatever. And now it's like, oh, that's like actually like, oof. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Well, listen, they only have $5 to their name, so. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, maybe they got subsidized for making it for making a, the anime bad. <laughs> this was actually originally how Togashi was aiming to get out of doing his, like, make this manga every fucking month and dying every week. He's like, what if the anime was real bad? What if the anime just sucked so bad no one wanted it? <laughs> what if it was real fucking bad? Everyone's like, no, we still like it. And he's like, shit. Just no, give us more Chimera Ant. It's coming. Give it to us. He said, God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, 11 years. Here I go. Oof. Yeah, it took him 11. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do we have any, like, manga notes or anything we want to go through? Yeah, I have a few from the manga. Um, there were a couple scene differences that I found notable in the flashback with uh, Razor and Jing. Um, it does specifically mention that uh, Jing was the one who arrested Razor in the first place. Are you serious? Um, ben? God, I yeah. really need to actually get into the manga. A-cab. It's her, like, I'm... <laughs> 
I'm going to have to for Kamara and Dagon anyway, but oh my god, I can't believe Jing was a cop. Oh, sorry, sorry. My my bad. So, Ajab. All Jings are bastards. Oh. <laughs> Ahab. All hunters are bastards. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the book was about. What? what? My little movie dick. <laughs> so Jing arrested Razor for multiple counts of murder, then like immediately like snatched him up out of the prison system, just buying him as like an indentured servant. So that's cool. Yeah, it's great. I love um state sponsored slavery. Do we think he got him from Trick Tower? Yep. Cause that also was a prison owned by hunters. You know, could you imagine if Razor showed up in Trick Tower? Just my time-wasting thing is I break all your bones right now and you can't tell me no. Well, I think Jing got all, like, the high-grade, like, com- well, high-grade convicts at the time when they made the game. You know what I mean? So, like... So the other dude just got the shitty ones, like the blue guy who looked like Frankenstein? The whole thing is fucked up. The hunters are just like, oh, <laughs> a prison? Is this a free source of labor? And did not wait for an answer. Um, I think Togashi might be saying that hunters are bad. Hmm. You think? I don't think Togashi has an opinion on hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thing about that. I don't think he has a big opinion on hunters. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see, like where this specific side plot goes because it does keep cropping up but it doesn't it really doesn't feel like he's saying anything i will tell you where it goes because it doesn't go anywhere it goes to one character who no one likes saying isn't it fucked up how hunters are allowed to do fucked up things and everyone going boo Uh, yeah. Like in My Hero Academia, when like the one really evil guy is like, yeah, but we live in a society, and everyone's like, yeah, but no one cares because you're. Everyone puts their thumbs down and says, boo. Yeah, we hate your pussy. Um. Uh, also, also in that same flashback, we do get some additional dialogue about um Razor just being like. You know, when Jing said that I was allowed to try and kill you, it sounded like he had a lot of confidence in you, and I was actually kind of jealous, because, like, you know, I kind of lived my life without anyone, like, really putting their trust or faith in me, and Jing was kind of the first person to, like, really acknowledge me and, like, really give me a meaningful responsibility of murdering his son, so, you know... I I wanted I wanted to do my best to challenge you and provide like a good obstacle and it's actually kind of sweet despite the fucked up circumstances we kind of get like a moment of connection but and sympathy between Razor and Gon. Yeah, I mean all that stuff I feel like is kind of implied by like the dialogue in the 20 the 2011 but it is funny how it's like um what I lost my train of thought. Um <laughs> uh it's just like Well you get that back. Uh-huh. Incredibly funny how Jing decides to be everyone's neglectful father. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. It's like the manga went specifically the extra mile to go like 
Razor sees Jing as a father figure and is also like is beating the shit out of Gone, his actual child. So there's that whole extra layer. But like I did, I don't know. I liked all that in the 2011, but it's uh, it's interesting how much more like uh, direct it is, I guess, in the manga. He wants yeah. every. He wants to be everyone's neglectful dad. <laughs> he wants to adopt a thousand children and then abandon them. He says, I want to see how many people I can abandon before they all find me at once. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hisako with the Phantom Troop wanting them all to kill him, but Jing wants his, his neglected children to come all kill him at once. <laughs> be me, male, unknown age. My <laughs> 1,000 adopted children are unionizing. What should I do? Oh, it's so sad. You hate to see it. Jing's really just going to the dark continent because he's out of other hiding places to get to. <laughs> God, he doesn't even join the main boat to do that. <laughs> he gets on a smaller, shittier one with his new rat boyfriend. It's like, yeah, every everyone would everyone's expecting me to go on the big boat. That's why I've that's why rat boyfriend here is gonna escort me away from all my sons. No one expects Rat Boyfriend. We hate each other. I can't believe Reagan's in this anime. You know, you say that, but he looks exactly like Reagan, so. <laughs> <laughs> he has wait. the same vibes, but more, like, better at it than Reagan, too. Hmm. Yeah, so. Can't wait for you to meet him. Yeah. After Chimera Antark. 1,000 years. Also, we get, like, a little bit of explanation and exposition of just, like, game strategy in the manga because like there was kind of a whole bit in the anime where we skipped over where Genthru or yeah Genthru decides to go after Sesguera's first group first because he suspects that uh Sesguera's group probably has like the original strip of beach not either of the copies um so what so yeah, in the in the anime, it's just kind of like okay, he wants to go after the original. That's that's his motivation, and it doesn't really get into like why the original is more valuable. Uh, but in the manga, it's like well, everyone has paladin necklaces, um, and if you you yeah, uh, paladin necklaces can reveal both fakes and copies, and while copies are like actually functional like working like uh duplicates of the original card uh fakes are not and you can't really check for check for a fake without dispelling a copy so that's why you kind of want the original just so that you can like you can use your paladin necklace on it make sure it's not a fake and not have it like get get reverted from the from the clone card hmm that makes sense, and especially, like, because, I mean, it's a rare card. If you happen to come across two, you would... Wow. That's interesting. Now I'm thinking too hard about the game theory that I know nothing about. Because, like, <laughs> if you if you tried to trade it and you did, like, somebody did what Gone did and was like, hey, this is a fake or a copy, you're saying both ways they would be invalid then? Yeah. Um... Yeah. Basically, okay. if you have a copy or a fake, the only way to tell if it's either one of those is the Paladin necklace just destroys it. Right. So, so yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, and you like, shatter the thing the is, to see if it's an actual. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> is, it doesn't distinguish between like copies or fakes. So like, yeah, it's just either know, way. A copy, you could yeah, a copy you could actually use that. A copy would be fine, but like, also you can't tell a copy from a fake. So, mm-hmm. is if it's as, as if you have five priceless vases, and four of the priceless vases have notes in them that say "I am a fake," and one of them says "I am not a fake." You can use your nice little item to break all the vases, and you will see, <laughs> ah, this one said, I'm not a fake. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep, or you could much. simply reach your hand in and grab the real one. Mm. Yeah. You could simply have someone tell you, that's the real one, idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah. The only other change I have for manga is the clairvoyant snake. Um, I forget where, but clairvoyant snake is mentioned as just like a card someone is using to track someone else's position. I don't remember the specifics. Um, but in the manga, we actually get to see the clairvoyant, the, the, someone use the clairvoyant snake card, which is, it just summons a snake and you give that snake a card to eat and then it barfs up a clairvoyant spell. Hmm. I, Love video games. <laughs> I love video games. I love video games. Video games are good. That's crazy. I I'm like going to feed my snake a card and it will vomit another card. Yeah, we get a lot of like fun like enemy cards for them to like kill, like just the monster cards and stuff. We don't get a lot of cool like abilities like that within the game. So I like I like that we do get that one little little bit of clairvoyant snake. God, this is why I'm saying this should be a full card game anime. <laughs> Clairvoyant Skate could be like, I discard one card to be able to pull another card from my deck, any card I want. Yeah. I'm also not sure if I mentioned this yet, but like, you know, sort of like in between pages of the manga, there were also there will be just like a a list, you know. There's just like an ongoing list of like all the cards in the game. And their effects and descriptions, and it's just like, wow, Togashi really thought up, like, an entire whole fucking system for this, huh? And, like, there's a lot of, like, really creative and interesting cards in there, and just, like, some of it gets used in the story, and some of it doesn't, and a lot of it just gets completely cut out in the anime. Yeah, I do like that, though, that it's just, like, he did really invent a whole card system like it exists yeah. it's just it's buried in the manga and does not really get used in the arc and this goes togashi's- back to togashi being obsessed with rules and needing to establish that there are rules so he can simply yeah. say i could use these if i want to <laughs> the rules are there i'm definitely following them trust me yeah yeah, so, like, yeah, I think this is just, like, keeping in a trend of just, like, the anime, like, slimming a lot of that down to, like, focus on the story and not get too bogged down, whereas, like, the manga just being that it's, like, yeah, the, the sort of takes advantage at the fact of, of like, you reading it at, like, a comic book pace, so it can just, like, I feel like just just because of the medium, it has, like, little more freedom to just like get into those gritty details mm-hmm. could you imagine if the anime just in all the episodes had a bar at the side of it that was just scrolling through a list and abilities of all the cards 
yeah for real like it was just changing them every few seconds so it was just like now we're doing the pokemon rap before (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that would be so funny if like the the theme at the end like after they did the theme they did like the like it was going in kilua and they did like a little rap to introduce all the cards like it just rattles off their names and it pulls up the card and description but it's really fast like if you really wanted to learn it from the anime you would have to pause it and shit but it is all in there Anyways, make a Pokemon-style wrap-up for the Cards in the Greed Island arc. <laughs> Please, Brian David Gilbert, we need you. <laughs> Brian David Gilbert, where are you? Somebody, yeah, who has the time and energy and just that level of insanity. And is getting this. paid for it, like Brian David Gilbert. Exactly. White Stag Gold Dust Girl Pregnancy Stone. <laughs> Leave a levy, strip a beach, and clairvoyant snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> catch him, catch him. Jim, gotta catch him all. <laughs> gotta catch him all. All these cards. <laughs> strip a beach. Catch him, catch him. Gotta catch him all. Gotta catch him all. Hi, Razor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then at so the end, the bomber that's... just blows them all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh that's that's all I got for for too many gones. Yeah, yeah, I think we're good on that. So, what are we doing for our third segment? Uh, good question. We mm. did talk a lot about Sonic lore, Mario Kart mains. We could pull up. We even if we don't add those cons, we could pull that up. But or we could just talk about establishing everyone's Sonic OC. Yeah. So we you established that Killua. <laughs> yeah. God, I think. Hmm. Um. Um. Who is Sonic, though? I feel like it's not. I almost feel like Sonic is Jing. I know that's like a bastard comparison to make, but like, I don't know. Sonic, his personality is he's just going wherever he wants. He, if he had a son, he would probably abandon him. Like, I'm sorry, but it's true. Okay, Sonic you is, say the thing about that that's is That's why Sonic can never fuck Sonic or carry is, a pregnancy stone. <laughs> Sonic is Jing, uh Gona's Tails. You guys Yeah. Oh. You guys say this. <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh no. Okay, you guys say this. You uh-huh, guys say uh-huh. this, but as someone who is on a Sonic podcast, Sonic does canonically have children in what? one of the comic comics. There's oh, baby fuck, Sonic. That's right. There are baby Sonics. He does fuck. He does get married, and he is an attentive father. Hmm. Ah, uh, every time I remember it, I just thank Ken Penders. Thank you, Ken Penders, for your <laughs> horrible Sonic OCs. <laughs> thank you, Ken Penders, for giving us all this good content, which we love. Thank you, Ken Penders, for making it canonical that Sonic fucks. Ken Penders is the Hisoka of Sonic That's that's Yeah, Ken Penders Hisoka's Sonic OC is specifically Ken Penders. Yeah. Okay, so Hmm. If we're establishing that Jing is Sonic, I really And Gonus Tails. I can't I can't vibe with that because you see the thing about Tails is that he's smart. Hmm. The thing that's true. The hmm. thing about Tails is that he has a brain, and we know for a fact Gone does not. But are there any smart characters in Hunter Hunter? Name one. 
that's true. Uh, well, I guess we could say Tails could be Kite. Because Kite is basically Jing's son that he also abandoned. Okay, but who's Gone? Because we can't get out of this without assigning him someone. And I don't know who's dumb in the Sonic lore that we haven't already assigned. <sighs> it's so hard because so many characters have to be smart to make up for the fact that Knuckles and Sonic are both morons. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. God, who is... who's Gone? Who's Gone? Is Gone Big the Cat... Hmm. They both love to fish. <laughs> it's you know what? <laughs> That's all I got. They both love to fish. They are both completely uh just immoral little wild feral children. Uh-huh. Well, I think we found it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we I think figured that's that it out. I think we've done it. Okay, so let's see what we have so far. We have Gone is Big the Cat. Big the Cat. Yes. Kilua is Silver the Hedgehog. Silver the Hedgehog. Um uh who did we, we Karapika said, is Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, Shadow and then Knuckles is Leorio, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We said Karapika is Shadow, but I think Karapika yeah. actually works as like Blaze the Cat. That is true. I do like Blaze the Cat as um as Karapika. And then that would make and then, and then and then that would make Melody cream the rabbit, who is just everyone's like little emotional support friend. Everyone's Ooh. little sweetie. I do love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's little sweetie, that's true. But we need to figure out who's Shadow the Hedgehog is the thing about I mean Is it Crollo? It's probably Crollo. Yeah, I think he has that energy. Crollo has the like Oh, none of you understand me, energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Who's Ulogin? I know that's kind of obscure, but I just thought of the Phantom Troop. And I do want to at least name Ulogin. Yeah, who is like the. Who's just the fucking. It, it might be like Omega, because Omega is just like. A murder machine? One brain cell. All he wants to do is fight and just blow up robots. Although I feel like Omega does it like out of malice and a desire for revenge, while whereas Uvogin is just having fun. <laughs> Uvo just like killing. Yeah, it is a little hard to do a Sonic OC for Uvogin because it's like yeah. you can't really have that, oh I just like to kill and maim and bite people, you know? In yeah. a Sonic character. Gein. Maybe Uvogin is infinite from Sonic We're going... Forces. Because infinite is truly just like, I'm going to kill as many people as I feel like. I have no discernible character motivation. Sometimes I'll leave a little bunny rabbit alive just so they can live with their trauma forever. The, the trauma of watching me kill all their friends forever, because that's funny to me. Mm, just like Karapika. Yes, good. Graphic is the bunny in this scenario. <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> and we've established Graphic has blazed the cat. Yeah. 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 I'm just scrolling through a list of Sonic characters. My my brain is firing on all cylinders right now. Mm-hmm. How about Rouge the Bat? Who's that? That's a tricky one. 
Yeah. Rouge the Bat is another, like, very chaotic character. She's just kind of in it to have fun. No real, like, solid alliances, except, like, she's homies with a few people. Like, she becomes friends with, like, Shadow and Omega, and is, like, Magic. you know... Yeah, I was gonna say, is it Machi yeah. or Shadow? Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> It's Machi. <laughs> Machi's just kind of like, I'm, I'm I'm, vibing. Yeah, I'm here. I don't really like anybody, but I am vibing, and I will kill you if you touch anybody I call a friend. Mm-hmm. But also, like, also Rouge the Bat is horny, and I don't really get that energy from Machi. Yeah, Machi has never been horny in her entire life. Yeah. Could Machi be, and stop me if this is not correct, could Machi be Pakunoda? You mean Rouge the Bat? Yeah, sorry. Rouge yeah. the Bat. My brain is... Machi is not Pakunoda. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Rouge the Bat is Pakunoda. The chaos energy, mm-hmm. the uh, tenuous but strong friendships with a few, but weird alliances with others. The is horny, but in not the that she's horny, but people are probably horny for her. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm feeling that. I, I feel think that. that works. Yeah, because Pakunoda, as we all know, has never been horny in her life, her very short life. Yeah. But people right. are horny for her. <laughs> yeah. No, that works. Who's Metal Sonic? Hmm. Does Metal Sonic have a separate personality? Yes. I don't know a lot about Sonic lore. Metal Sonic has a separate personality. It's I want to kill Sonic. Oh, well, yeah. like I said, I don't really know anything about Sonic War. Metal Sonic is a complex character. Awesome. Um, who wants to kill Jane? <laughs> Me. Okay, I mean, <laughs> inside the... Because everyone seems to really get a kick out of Jane in the, in the actual canon. Yeah, I mean... There are characters who want Jing dead. Like, there are characters who hate, hate Jing's fucking guts. Yeah, but, like, do we know yeah. them? Do we care about them? We haven't met them yet. Okay. Well, if y'all want to assign one. It's, uh, it's Jing's, uh, co-workers. Which is understandable, considering the dude ditches work all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I can't decide who would be Metal Sonic. Who wants Jing dead more than anything in the world? I'll have to come back to that one. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be one-to-one. It could be someone who wants someone, like a specific one person. And I know we've already assigned Karapika. So is there anyone else who has that kind of bent to them? Hmm. Hmm. No, everyone just kills indiscriminately in the show. <laughs> Yeah, is really the only one with, like, a grudge. <laughs> yeah, no one really has a grudge in this show. No one has that grudge. <laughs> God. W- <sighs> this is difficult, because there's such, like, a disparity between the number of characters. There's, like, a dozen Sonic characters and, like, 400 Hunter Hunter <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, oh man, I've run Okay, out of- <laughs> don't say that, because I am looking at a list of Sonic characters, and we haven't even got Obscure yet. Who are we going to assign okay, Manic yeah. to? Who's Dr. Robotnik? Who's Manic? God, who is Dr. Robotnik? Who is Dr. Is it Netero? It might, yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. It's Netero. <laughs> yeah, it's Netero. <laughs> Love that. Like, who are we going to assign Knack the fucking weasel to? I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. 
Also, like, there are so many Sonic characters that just, like, don't have any lore within the video games, which is what I'm familiar with. Like, yeah, I am scrolling through Weasel a list of characters. just a guy who showed up in, like, Triple Trouble, I think, and then came back for, yes. like, Sonic the Fighters, something like that. Just, like, old games that had no story whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I am looking at a list of characters. I see Bark the Polar Bear. Who yeah, the who's Bark the dude? Polar Bear? Like... <laughs> I played Sonic the Fighter, and I don't know who who the fuck barked the polar bear. Who the fuck is Honey the Cat? Hmm. I don't even. I haven't even heard of that one. Maria Robotnik. Ooh. Oh, we we know we like. Okay, I do know who Maria is. That's one. <laughs> that's I, one you're gonna come up against. I can't wait till we get to these things in Sonic Shuffle. I am going to lose my mind. I can't wait till we get to Sonic 06 so I can talk more about Princess Elise. God, Who's yeah, Princess God, Elise? I, don't... I think Princess Elise should be one of the characters from the uh, play. <laughs> I don't know which one, but... Princess Elise is Sonic's human wife, right? Yeah, Sonic's human girlfriend, who he has sex mm, with, yeah. yes. Who he has a consummated marriage with in Sonic 06, <laughs> yes. Hmm. Hey, remember that? So wait, okay, wait, hold up, hold yeah, up, hold yeah, up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Is Sonic 06 the one where he has a family? Or is that a different No, that's in a comic. No. That's in the comic where they kill Eggman. So he's at least <laughs> uh-huh. he's at least known two women biblically, and one of them was human. Uh-huh. Awesome. Uh-huh. Yep. Sonic Sonic 06 is just like a really janky, glitchy game that was absolutely rushed out the door, and in it, Sonic. Sonic just has a girl who's who's his, kind of his girlfriend. They they do kiss, I think. Yeah, I think I rented that at one point, and I was like watching my brothers play it, and like there was that whole like side plot going on, and I was like, "Wow, I'm super uninterested in this. Why is this happening in a Sonic game?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Sonic of all things, what does he need? A human wife. I always like to say the only Sonic game I played was the one that's as far as a Sonic game you can get, as in the turn-paced RPG. But there is another one. It was Sonic the Werehog, and I bought it because Sonic turned into a werewolf, and I was like, cool. (laughs) Don't remember anything about the story of that game, and I was like, cool, Sonic is a buff werewolf, that's nice. Uh I'm thinking about playing that one soon. That's like, that one came out like just after I sort of like fell off Sonic as a franchise. And it's like, yeah, I kind of want to go back and see what the Werehog is all about. I know that that's like the first game that introduced like a lot of like the current modern conventions of the 3D games. Yeah, it was a, I like barely remember anything about it. I just remember that for some reason, Sonic just turns into a werehog for some reason. Good for Mm -hmm. him. And it was like this like hack, hack and slash video game while you were a werehog. And then when you were not, it was back to the standard like, run around a map very fast video game. Run around in spring. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, well, let's go through who we haven't... Oh, and, yeah, and we any- fell off this a while ago. Well, any characters yeah. in Hunter Hunter that we want to assign real quick? Okay. Uh, we I feel don't like know we- who Amy... We don't know who Amy Rose is that's yet, because- and I feel like that's a major one we need to nail. There's no women in Hunter Hunter. There's no women in Hunter Hunter. <laughs> and also, the thing about Amy is that... 
in most iterations of her character, she's like extremely horny for Sonic for yeah. some reason. Here's the thing. We're we're scrapping all of that. It's neon. Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That does work because early designs of Amy, she was supposed to be a lot into tarot. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love like them tarot bitches. And then they said, what if instead she was horny for Sonic? <laughs> what if instead her whole thing was just being horny for Sonic? Yeah, I hate that. Um, anyways, uh, Tarot Amy is canon in my head, and it is neon. Great. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, I'm more going at it from the Hunter Hunter angle, but, you know, I think we've done all the fun Sonic characters at this point. Anyway, yeah, I'm so. sure in, like, four days I'm going to be like, ooh, I have a great headcanon for Charmy the Bee, but, like, <laughs> yeah, this episode is already... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure in a few days I'm going to bolt awake at night saying, oh, Rotor could be... <laughs> God, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. Tangle the lemur? There's Who are a you? Lot of bitches. Tangle's pretty cool, though. She's from the IDW comics. Mm. I'm just, like, looking at this. Oh, my God. Sorry. I forgot about, like, cool leather jacket Sonic. Mm. I like Jeffrey mm. over there. His I, name is just Jeffrey, age 26. I forgot about cool leather jacket Sonic, and I <laughs> am deciding that he's my favorite character. Who are these people? Anyways, we need to get off this rope. I am yeah. going to be in this pit for a while. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a mess of an episode. Sorry to everyone about the quality changes. Sorry to our lovely co-host, Keith, for the number of times <laughs> we had to switch off and turn on again. Because oh. Skype just kept saying, nope, we're not doing anything right now. Technology, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's let's do some plugs. Wonderful. What do you got for us, Devin? Uh, you can find me at Groovin Gasly at Twitter. You can find the podcast at Going Well Hunting on Twitter. And you can find our email at GoingWellHunting at gmail.com or whatever. Or whatever. I'm um, looking at Sonic characters. My mind is not. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, well, you can find um, our show's Tumblr at Going to Hunting. Um, you can find me on Tumblr at Dinkins McDonald. And then on Twitter at Sky underscore Bird 36. Keith, what you got for us? You know, this segment has been a disaster, but I do like our strong energy of starting off with, like, the rudest assignment possible of giving Sonic to Jing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm on for affinity. My username is spacerobot, or you can contact me at spacerobotart at gmail.com if you want to get a commission of your favorite Sonic character or whatever. Yeah, you could get a commission of Dr. Starline. Who is this Scrooge McDuck-looking motherfucker? Appar- I thought he was a duck. Apparently he's a platypus. Good for him. What? Oh, I, love a, I love a good platypus. You see, the thing about Sonic character designs is that you can never tell what any of these animals are because they just true. look vaguely like an animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have the shape of a big animal. Yeah, I mean, Sonic doesn't look that much like a hedgehog, if we're going to be real. Who is this Tumblr sexy man-looking motherfucker? Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of Tumblr art in this guy. (laughs) I know I'm, once again, I'm on a Sonic podcast. The more I learn about Sonic, the more I realize it has the coolest lore out of anything in the world. Nothing can compete. Mm -hmm. Who is this man? (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, we should probably close out real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven's yeah. done. <laughs> we'll be on this for a while. <laughs> all right. Well, well um, to all our wonderful listeners, thanks for sticking with it. And if you haven't, you're smarter than us. So, <laughs> bye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Are we going to do the awoos? Forget it. Awoos.